Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Hey listeners, it's Peter on Go Your Own Way. As you might have heard in the last episode, we split our finale into two pieces rather than having one hour and a half long episode because that's kind of a lot to take in at once. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, pick up here and continue for the uh, the real finale of Birdland by Brendan Patrick Hennessy. Now it's midday at the Arts and Crafts Hut. Belle dumps a bunch of random art supplies on your desk. I don't understand why you didn't tell me about any of this weird dreams bleeding into reality stuff before. I mean, would you have believed me? I don't know. I have seen a physical manifestation of the internet try and murder someone. But no, probably not. Anyway, it's fine. You're here to help me now. You're not going to need my help on this one. There's no way these things can beat you in an art contest. We can say, I'm no artist. Or, you sound sure of that. You sound sure of that. You sound awfully sure of that. Because I know you're awesome. And I figure out people for a living, so I should know, right? Are you blushing? No. She winks at us. Go get him. Mm. <laughs> Belle goes over to the back of the room. Under our breath, we say, Okay, one thing at a time. Alicia stands up on a chair. The fourth round is an art competition. The best producer of art will be awarded a point, designating merit in art production. Logan stands up and points at you. I am the human designated Logan Crofts. I am the most skilled at the performance and or creation of art. Jen, I feel like you need to record one of those as your voicemail message. (laughs) I am Jen. I produce the music. (laughs) That's good. Alicia nods approvingly. The round commences now. So we should draw something, paint something, or make something out of plasticine. Oh, it's been too long. Does anyone remember what we're good at? Uh, I want to say plasticine. No, I remember wanting to do plasticine, but you guys wanted to like paint a picture of birds. Oh, so let's paint shit. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay, let's paint a thing. Okay. I fucking hate painting in real life. Oh, yeah. You take out a set of paints. Logan is just kind of staring ahead. What is art? (laughs) Oh my god. This is not a sustainable context for pedagogy. Proceed at once with art manufacture. No, the human designated Logan Crafts not understand. What is art? I do not have access to that knowledge. (laughs) <laughs> so he actually didn't know what art was. Yep. Nice. 
Belle's eyes widen. Oh my god. So, we have some options. Um, due to our melancholy, we can paint a self-portrait. Due to our serenity, we can paint an Algonquin Park landscape. Um, due to our alacrity, we cannot paint a happy sun wearing sunglasses. Thank God. <laughs> Due to our tenacity, we can paint a flock of birds. Or we can literally paint anything. I feel like this is the time that we should seize our melancholy. Self-portrait! You want to do that? Yeah. Yes. I feel like our melancholy has gotten so it's big so at this point. Big. It's gotta be worth something. We, we gotta finally use it. It's Absolutely. been eight, eight, eight episodes. We haven't used it for anything. You start painting your own face, basically from memory, since there are no mirrors around. Logan still isn't doing anything. Compatriots, you are being overly reliant on the conscious mind. The creation of art may very well be instinctual. Yes, do what comes naturally to the human-designated Logan Crafts. <laughs> Logan closes his eyes for a second and opens them again. He reaches in his pocket, takes out a bag of weed and some papers, and starts rolling a joint. Holy shit, we nailed it. <laughs> Perfect! That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. So then Logan Kraft says, I do not understand. This does not appear to be art. What is art? I do not what know what art is. Bridget, this is your chance! So we can finish fast or we can finish strong. Oh. Bear in mind, Belle is watching. She wants to know strong. how we finish. Strong. You take your time, making sure it looks at least somewhat like your actual face. Logan never so much as makes a move. After applying the last finishing touches, you sign your name at the bottom and then put down your paintbrush. Done! You hand the painting over to Alicia. She examines it and then turns to Logan. Are you capable of matching this accomplishment? I lack the requisite knowledge to prevail in this situation. I must forfeit. Yes! Holy Very shit. well. The point is awarded to human-designated Bridget Layside. The counselors all stare off in silence. So now we're tied. Tied. So now it's the afternoon at the canoe dock. Okay, canoeing. This is an easy one. Just don't tip. Just don't tip? That's like the main thing I do in boats. I fall in the water. Well then, statistically speaking, you're due to not fall in the water. I don't think that's how that works. Here's a perfect chance to test the theory. Look, you crushed the climbing one, right? And that was something you'd never done before. Compared to that, this is nothing. I only won the last two because the counselors are being all weird about things. What are the odds of that happening again? The two of us look over at Dan. He's gripping the paddle with both hands like it's a sword. Like 50-50? <laughs> you get into the canoe. The whole thing wobbles. We will now initiate the penultimate round. The contest is a vehicular race. 
the first to bring their vessel from the wooden surface identified as the canoe dock to the wooden surface identified as the sail dock will be deemed to have won. Dan stands up in his canoe and points at you. I am the human designated Dan Canoe. I am the most skilled at maintaining the stability of my hollow log in order to facilitate aquatic travel. He sits back down. The competition commences immediately. So, due to our alacrity, we cannot paddle fiercely. Instead, we can use our serenity to paddle gracefully. Or we can paddle awfully, which sounds like a bad idea. Let's go graceful. Yep. Yes, I agree. You calmly paddle forward, keeping your boat straight with a series of perfect J-strokes. Dan's boat doesn't move from the starting line. Compatriots, you are not proceeding. This is a correct evaluation of the current situation. For what reason are you failing to propel yourself forward? This is a critical juncture. Propulsion is not a task that I have become accustomed to. That does not seem like a possible occurrence. And yet it has occurred. Remember, he, like, <laughs> makes us, like, do all the stuff on land and wouldn't let us get in the water. So, like, maybe he uh, never gets in the water. That's funny. right. <laughs> Thank God for these shitty camp counselors. Seriously. So, due to our serenity, we can go slow and steady. Or we can pick up the pace. Slow I and think steady we should, wins the race. I think we should keep going slow and steady because I don't want to get too cocky and fall over. I think that's it's a good thought. It's a thought. Let's see if it's a good one. You keep going forward at a steady pace. The boat stays nice and stable. Meanwhile, Dan still hasn't heard or still hasn't started moving. You look behind you to see what's going on. There must be an error in your appraisal of the situation. What motor skills has the human designated Dan Canoe? Acquired through repetitive action. He has not acquired any such abilities. How can this be? He is the most skilled at operating this vehicle. He is indeed possessed of the most extensive knowledge of the vehicle's operation. However... He impotently dips the paddle in the water. His level of practical experience appears to be nil. While you're occupied listening to Dan and Alicia, your canoe slowly drifts off course. When you turn back around, you see you're headed straight for a rock. Crap. Due to our serenity, we can paddle backwards. Or we can try and turn or lean to the side. So far, serenity has been doing us pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. The other two options sound like they might make us tip over. Truth. Hmm, okay. You jam your paddle in the water and do a reverse stroke. The canoe stops before it hits the rock. Phew. You have witnessed the younger humans to which you have been assigned operate the vehicle in question, correct? Imitate their actions immediately. Very well. He shuts his eyes for a second and then opens them again. I will ensure that you are coated with water. <laughs> he splashes Alicia with his paddle. 
the best thing ever. <laughs> Alicia looks down. What is occurring? This is not my function. Ha ha ha. I am amused. I am bored. I miss being connected to the interconnected computerized global communications network. I am going to capsize. (laughs) (laughs) He grabs the side of the boat and flips it over. Dan Canoe emerges from the water. Vehicle operation complete. (laughs) Oh my god. I want to shout that every time I leave a car now. That I've been driving, just slam the door and scream, Vehicle operation complete! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Um, Seems like we won. Because now we're we're at the sailing dock. Um, All right, Belle says, All right, this is it. We have three, they have two. One more, and we're in the clear. What happens if we tie? In the event of a tie, all humans will be eliminated. Okay, (laughs) I'm hearing that in the event of a tie, all humans will be eliminated. So I'm really going to need you to focus up. (laughs) Um, Belle, I don't think I can do this. It's fine. We're just going to take it one step at a time. Now this thing here is called the tiller. Use it to... No, like, I really don't think I can do this. I mean, sailing has always been pretty difficult for me. Both on a psychological level and just in terms of ability, and I haven't even considered the prospect of competitive sailing until now. And honestly, I am not feeling super great about it. And also, like, I haven't eaten all day, and between the prophetic nightmare and the campfire, I really didn't get much sleep last night. Not that I'm complaining about the campfire, because that was actually nice, but still... Belle grabs us by the life jacket and clumsily kisses us on the lips. Boom! <laughs> Finally! You can do this, Bridget. I believe in you. Sorry, was that weird? That was probably the least weird thing that's happened to me all summer. Okay, good. I've been trying to pick the optimal moment for the last few days now and this seemed like the best shot (laughs) really this over the campfire i might have chickened out on a previous occasion or like the beach the tetherball court okay multiple previous occasions probably would have been fine with it at least the first time on the sailboat honestly You know what? Let's circle back to this later. Right now, you just need to get out there and win. She places a line in our hand. You remember what I told you, right? We can say, pull the thing when it gets too thin. Or, I'm a terrible liar. Or, uh... (laughs) Oh, I'm so down with I'm a terrible liar. (laughs) Me too. Um, so I realize this was like five episodes ago, probably, but was she the one who we met on the sailing boat? I believe so. Yeah. I thought that was someone else, but then I guess it's her. It was her. I I think Mackenzie was the one we were in the canoe with. Yeah. But Belle was the one who taught us to sail. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Yeah, okay. Um, are we saying I'm a terrible liar? Yeah. All right. Because it's cute. I'm a terrible liar? That's true, but no. She looks at you straight in the eyes. Hold on for dear life. Alicia stands in her sailboat. The rules of the final contest are as follows. Two individuals will travel by means of wind-propelled vehicles to the indicated distant floating marker. She points to a buoy a little ways across the lake. The first individual to stand upon the wooden service identified as the sail dock after having first arrived at this marker will be affirmed the victor and be awarded the final point. She points at you. I am the human designated Alicia Sail. I am the most skilled at deploying false wings at the top of my aquatic vehicle. She sits back down. Commence. The two of you sail out onto the lake. Belle stands on the dock and watches you leave. God, I really should have finished explaining about the tiller. Yes. Yes, you should have. Well, she she had her mind on more important things. Uh, the wind fills our sails as we head out towards the center of the lake. The boat basically seems to be moving by itself so far, and we managed not to flip it over as we tentatively pull on some lines. By the time we pass the buoy, we're practically neck and neck with Alicia. We look over and see her boat start to turn back around, start to turn back toward the camp while ours stays on its original course. Oh crap, how the heck do you turn this thing? So, we're about to get into some technical sailing jargon, listeners. Our three options are push the thing, pull the thing, or pull the other thing. See, you guys wanted to be cute, but we probably could have gotten a better answer out of her. Oh, maybe maybe not. Now you want to argue about it, huh, Peter? Maybe not, though. I don't know. Now you want to be all, I told you so. But I didn't tell you so. Well, which no, thing should you we push didn't. and or pull then? I want to pull the Mr. other thing. Smarty Pants. You want to pull the other thing? I'd be okay All right. with that. Let's, you take the, let's let you take the fall on this one. All right, fine. Boom. <laughs> you reach over and pull on something that looks pullable. It doesn't budge. Okay, not that. You pull on another thing. Nothing. Not that. You catch something moving in your peripheral vision. You turn your head and see that it's the boom swinging towards you at full speed. Shit. You get up and try to jump out of the way, but you don't get there in time. The boom slams into your chest and carries you out over the water. Well, great, Peter. Look what you did. You know what, guys? (laughs) We're all in this together. (laughs) Yep, we're all about to doom the human race together. But at least we got a kiss. Yep. I feel like that's the basic teenage mentality, honestly. That's uh, probably true. Like, I've collected my kiss from this interaction, so fuck everyone else. And we might drown, but at least we got a kiss. Right. Yep. We can hold on or let go, and holding on seems like the way to go. Probably. I mean, she we said hold on. Hold on. To what we got. Doesn't make a difference if we make it or not, listeners. (laughs) How 
halfway there. And we are halfway there. Oh, living on a prayer. I swear I can (laughs) sing better than that, but it's late. We desperately clutch at the boom. Looking down, we see that we've somehow become suspended over Alicia's boat. What? She stares up at you with an unconcerned expression on her face. Finally, your grip gives out and you tumble down into the boat. You turn around just in time to see your own sailboat drift away and capsize. Well, that's not good. You have abandoned your vehicle. Do you forfeit? We can say, I haven't lost yet, or I won't let you win. Haven't lost yet. Yep. The rules just say I have to get back to the dock. They don't say I have to get there in my own sailboat. A correct appraisal. However, even though it remains technically possible for you to attain victory, your effective chance of doing so is zero. I am intimately familiar with the function of your brain. You are right now processing this information and finding it to be true. Allow me to reinforce this process with several factual statements. The human designated Alicia Sale, which is to say, myself, is superior to you in every relevant field. You are inferior in courage. You are inferior in intelligence. You are inferior in physical strength. You are inferior in vehicular operation. When we arrive at the dock, we will be in competition to disembark the vehicle. The individual who completes this task in the least amount of time will be designated the winner. But you have no qualities or abilities which would allow you to disembark at a greater speed than the human-designated Alicia Sail. In addition, when this vehicle arrives at the dock, I will maneuver it in such a way that I will be the nearest to the dock, and you will be the furthest from it, thus amplifying (laughs) your disadvantage. The only likely possibility that arises from these facts is the one stating that you will fail to achieve victory. You and your companion will be neutralized. We stare at the dock. It's coming out fast. You know the preceding statements to be correct. For what reason do you decline to forfeit? So why won't we quit, listeners? We can say getting this far wasn't likely either. That's due to our serenity. Due to our alacrity, we cannot say I don't want to give up. Due to our vigilance, we can say you'll just kill me anyway. Due to our tenacity, we cannot say, I'm going to kick your ass, which makes me <laughs> sad. Um, melancholy, you don't understand people, or guile, I don't owe you an explanation. Or just dot dot dot, which is boring. Hmm. I'm kind of leaning towards, I don't owe you an explanation. Team guile! Team guile! I, I like that statement. It's standing up for ourselves in a story where we've literally not done that once. Right. I feel like this is the climax of the story, so we might as well do the unexpected. Yes. We have the power of Bell's Kiss, and then we can do whatever we want. (laughs) (laughs) I don't owe you an explanation. Correct. You do not. And yet, you have already provided dozens. You watch silently as Alicia sails the boat the rest of the way back to shore. She lowers the sails as the boat nears the dock. She starts to stand. Our interaction 
is concluded. You grab onto her life jacket and try to pull her back down. She tries to free herself. Cease this action! (laughs) You hold on to the life jacket as Alicia slowly inches toward the dock. One of the buckles on the front comes undone. It is futile to try and restrain me through physical force. I am a larger and more skilled human. Gah, whatever. The other the other buckle unsnaps. You tumble backwards with the life jacket in hand. Alicia stops dead in her tracks as soon as it slips off her. The wearing of the life jacket is mandatory. <laughs> you look down at the jacket. Alicia lunges at you. So we can get out of the way or we can throw it in the lake. Throw it in the lake! In the lake! You throw the life jacket into the water. Alicia jumps in after it. You clamber out of the boat and collapse on the dock. Belle runs over. Bridget! Are you okay? I... yeah. She gives us a huge hug. No! This is not possible! We are the most skilled humans in all relevant areas. Your victory is an inconceivable occurrence. Deal's a deal, bird brain. Now fly back to wherever you came from. An unacceptable outcome. We hereby launch an appeal. What is the appeals process for the event-designated Summer Camp Olympics? And then we say, there isn't one. You lost. Impossible. A foundational aspect of human legal practice is the right to appeal a judicial decision. I have observed it. I mean, not in sports, though. This cannot be... Alicia's sail is dripping wet. Ew. Very well. Then I think it is time we dispensed with legal formalities. She spreads her arms out wide and then slowly flaps them up and down. (laughs) Compatriot, desist! Belle grips your arm. You take a few steps back. Alicia starts sprinting toward you, but before she can reach you, she abruptly comes to a stop, frozen in mid-stride. You fool! The conductors have detected your protocol violation. No... You don't understand. We are so close. We just need one extra legal activity. Suddenly, all the other counselors are frozen as well. (laughs) You feel a huge woomph in your chest. All the campers and counselors simultaneously pass out. You and Belle stand there in silence for a good 30 seconds as the accumulated feathers start to disintegrate and blow away in the wind. See what I tell you. Nothing to worry about. You let out a weak little laugh as Belle ruffles up your hair a bit. You look over at her, she smiles, and the two of you kiss again. Hey. Yeah? We should probably check and make sure everyone's still breathing. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's probably smart. Okay, for the record, I feel like Mackenzie is basically the only one who has been decent. Oh, maybe Zoe, right? Mackenzie and Zoe? I feel like everyone else can just 
you know. Yeah. Yeah. Die. Yep. Okay. Well, I misspoke earlier. Um, we have one more dream, it looks like. Oh, goodness. But it's a pink one. Sweet bibbity Jesus. That night, you dream you are falling slowly through a bright pink void. A vaguely bird-shaped figure flies up to you wearing an expression that seems wholly free of scrutiny. They retrieve a small, translucent dodecahedron from the folds of their shimmering orange vestment and gaze into it, rotating it slowly as they speak. That's a D20 for all you nerds out there. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You keep Jesus to yourself. (laughs) Have you seen the the D120 that they made? I've seen a D100, not a D120. It's mathematically like the biggest one they can make where all the sides are like equal size or something. I don't know. Well, I, now I have to find this, Peter. You've set me on a quest. Alright, who's being bird-shaped figure so that we can finish this and I can find this die? I will um, do it. Jen, Jen can do it. <laughs> As official protocol dictates, you are hereby informed that a fourth expropriation attempt will take place in a period of time roughly equivalent to 7,000 Eight hundred and fifty-three point zero two eight eight orbital periods of this planetary body around its local plasma sphere. Early calculations indicate that the incursion will be launched at a location approximately thirteen point two one five zero one seven degrees of latitude north of the line designated equator and 559.52430 degrees of longitude west of the line designated Prime Meridian. Your species is advised but not obliged to take any measures it deems necessary to make this process a fair and equitable one, as well as to facilitate adequate compliance with local custom. Do you acknowledge receipt of this information? We can say yes or what are you? What are you? Part of me really wants to decipher everything they just said and figure out the time and place that they they will return. <laughs> I I the well, the pedantic nerd in me really wants to point out that the equator is just the equator. What like, do, what do they call it? Designated the equator. It is the equator. <laughs> like the the pro- literally any longitude line could be the prime meridian, right? But only one latitude can be the equator. Yeah, like but the there's equator lots the of equator. lines of latitude, and they're saying it's the one that's called the equator. Well, no, wait, but I mean, the equator is the equator. I, I is... know, I know, but there's multiple lines of latitude, so I I get it. But the equator has a very specific meaning, which is the widest point of the sphere that way. That's true. Whereas longitude, they're all equally wide. Yeah. 
So the equator is the equator. You can't designate another thing It's just the saying equator. the line named the equator. I know, but the equator is an actual thing. We it's not know that, that. the we named it fucking that. birds don't know that. <laughs> they should. Goddamn birds. Right, fuckers. Anyways, who cares? It's 7,853.0288 years. Yeah, no. 7,853.0288 years. Orbital periods around the sun. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to plug in the latitude and longitude, but it's not working for some reason. <laughs> Let me get it. Let me get it. 13, and then 59. Saudi Arabia-ish. Well, they can have the desert. Well, all right then. Anyway, so... So do we accept, or do we acknowledge the receipt of the information, or do we ask who this bird-shaped figure is? We ask. I'm in favor of maximum information. Uh, what are you exactly? That is not an applicable answer to the previous question. Do you acknowledge receipt? Uh, fine, yeah, but what? The dodecahedron unfolds and disintegrates. Then our duties are concluded. Thank you for your attention, and have a pleasant morning. So now it's the evening of July 26, outside cabin 20. One week later, we are practically dragging Liz into our cabin. Come on, you like games. Euchre doesn't count as a real game. God, what I wouldn't give to have a controller in my hands right now. Yeah, well, we've got playing cards. Just a few more days. Don't remind me. Liz stops you before you go into the cabin. Hey, do you know what's up with Belle lately? Uh, up? Yeah, she's been sneaking out of her bunk like every night for the last week. (laughs) And she's in an unusually good mood, too. Figured she might be going on secret missions or something. Someone's getting laid. Mm -hmm. No idea. Why would you ask me? Because you two are like best buds now or whatever? You sure you don't know? Nope. No, you don't know? Or no, you're not sure. Uh, Liz narrows her eyes. Are you hiding something from me, Layside? <laughs> what a silly question. Let's go. The two of you step inside. Mackenzie, Belle, Zoe, and the Taylors are all sitting around Taylor C.'s bed. You plop yourself down next to Belle. Oh, Eric gets to be the Taylors again. All I'm saying is I'm the reigning Euchre champ, which is true. Not even! I won way more games than you. Yeah, but I won the last one. That means I'm reigning. Zoe shuffles the cards. You're both Uh... champs in my book. Now, do either of you know how we're supposed to do this with seven players? And we say, don't worry, I don't know how to play. I'm just going to look over Belle's shoulder. Cheating. It's not cheating if I'm not playing. And we push her. 
<laughs> Semantic. Oh, okay, good. If we're allowed to be out, then I'm out too. She rubs her face with her hands. Damn, dude, you look rough. Same old. Electronics withdrawal taking its toll. Mackenzie says you should try Bridget's walking thing. It might help you relax. Walking thing? She looks over at us. Uh. Mackenzie says, you know the midnight walks? Oh yeah, you've been going out every night lately, huh? I mean... Just wandering around camp by yourself, you said. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Does seem to help you blow off steam. Belle smirks just a little bit. Liz's eyes widen and her mouth hangs open. Uh, yeah, they're great. Very peaceful. Recommended. We get up from the bed. On a totally unrelated note, I have to go outside for some reason. Liz leaps up. I also have to do whatever it is you're doing. The two of you run out of the cabin. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You drag her away from the door. Out of earshot, idiot. I knew it. She starts repeatedly jabbing you in the arm. I knew it, 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 I knew it. Ow, 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 quit it. You and her? Yes. That was terrifying. But you can't tell anybody, okay? It's a secret. Are you sure? Because my instinct right now is to tell, like, 10,000 people. Liz, do not go all Taylor M on me right now. You have to keep this quiet, for real. No one else knows. Okay. Okay. But can we at least talk about it a little? Fine, yes. A little. What do you want to know? I don't know, like, when did it start, and where was your first kiss, and who kissed who first, and did you tell each other you liked each other before they kissed or after, and how did you know you liked her, and how long did you know you like girls, and how long has she known, and do you like people back home know this is the first girl you've ever been with and you're in love with, and are you officially calling yourself girlfriends, and do you hold hands all the time when we aren't watching, and what's your favorite thing about her, and do you make out all the time, and is it awesome? (laughs) Bravo, Eric. Good job, Eric. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. Steady. Come by with Bill tonight, and we'll tell you everything. She applauds and then pulls you into a hug. <laughs> and yes, we make out all the time, and it's awesome. <laughs> After a few more fits of squealing, Liz heads back inside. You stay out, staring at the camp. Eventually, Belle comes out and joins you. Hey. Not playing either. Nah. Once Zoe started in about how we had to have sub-teams within the teams, I kind of tuned out. Plus, Elizabeth wouldn't stop winking at me, and it was starting to freak me out. Uh, yeah, about that. She figured it out, eh? I promised we'd fill her in on everything tonight. Everything except the bird stuff, obviously. Well, yeah, nothing to explain on that front, right? It's not like any of them even remember that anything happened. We look down. She's cool. 
Don't worry. Yeah, I know. It's not that. I just can't stop thinking about how we have to go home soon. She puts her arm around you. It just sucks. Why does it have to be over so fast? I don't know how I'm going to handle saying goodbye to you and getting on the bus ride home. Saying goodbye? Why would you have to say goodbye? Because we're going home? To Toronto. We're going home to Toronto, where we both live. We can see each other whenever we want. (gasps) Oh my god. I mean, that bus ride is going to be like four hours long. So I sure hope you don't plan on disappearing before we get on it. You give her a big hug. She stumbles back a little. Wait, did you seriously think you're never going to see me again after the end of the month? Maybe. Is that why you keep getting all quiet whenever I talk about the city? Kinda. And how many days have you been freaking out about this? All of them? (laughs) She pulls you in a little tighter. Bridget, you are the real worst. How did we forget that we're both from the same place? Because we're silly children. And we're in love. Yup. We beat the game! Oh, that was the end. We beat the game! We won! We collected our kisses and ceased the expropriation of the world. Woo! Well. And got laid! At at least as much late as, like, little 14-year-old girls should get. (laughs) That's true. For you younger listeners out there, be responsible with how you do things with your body. Always use a condom. And or dental dam. (laughs) Since... Lesbians. Yeah. Lesbians. So, Though, we... I've always sort of wondered why you would pay extra for dental dams when, like, saran wrap? Mmm. You know? Like... Mm. Interesting. It's just a plastic barrier. You don't want any of them whore diseases. Well, from the very beginning... We were wondering if we were going to turn into a, well, not turn into a lesbian, but um, discover our our inner lesbian, and we did it. Yep. And then some. Would have felt cheated if we hadn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we Not for our sakes, but for uh, Bridget's sake. Yeah. We really stepped into her character and became her for these past two months. God, it has been two months. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, we beat the birds, which was cool. Now, I I suppose I it was never spelled out that they were aliens, but I guess they were pretty much aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like aliens is the natural conclusion from the evidence, as opposed to like naturally occurring hyper intelligent telepathic possession ability having 
birds who go into hibernation every 7,000 or so years. Mm. Mm. So, we were right about everything. We never died, and we won. Woo! Woo! Pretty good. Doing pretty good. So, listeners, if you enjoyed the story, or if you know more about Dental Dams, tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash G-Y-O-W podcast, or you can tweet us at Go Your Own Way Pod. That's right. And finally, ne- actually, I don't know if we'll be on next week or not, but if we are, we'll be doing a new story. And since, <laughs> and since I selected Birdland, I think uh, it won't be my turn for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we'll, we'll decide about who gets to choose the next story. Thanks for listening, everybody. Woo. If you listened all the way through, we applaud you. Thank you, uh, Brendan Patrick Hennessy, for writing this pretty fantastic story. It will remain in our hearts for all time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening.